In 2014 and 2015, Stephen Port was a very busy man. The professional chef spent his days in the kitchen and his nights trolling the gay dating apps looking for young men to drug and rape. In those two years, four of those men wound up dead. On this episode, noted crime expert Lorian K. Roggenkamp sits down with me to examine the curious case of the grinder killer, Stephen Port. So, light your pipe, sit by a roaring fire, as we bring you another edition of Murder Tonight. Uh, we are back, back, back again here to wrap up, to give the startling conclusion to the case of the grinder killer, Mr. Stephen Port. But I, I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not a, one of those detectives that work solo. I have brought on a noted crime expert from Bloody Podcast. Give it up for Lorian K. Roggenkamp. Hello, Lorian. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Now, Lorian, uh, you know, you're a noted crime expert. It's been a while since we've heard from you. Uh, have there been any crimes or murders that you've solved? That I've solved? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, hmm. I mean... You don't remember? There's been plenty I've committed. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm more in the committing game now. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could that's see that's kind of that. where that's kind of where the money's at. You know. Yeah. So so, Lorian, how have you been? How you know? Um, you know. Speaking of, because you are a noted crime expert, has there been like, for instance, and I know this is a tragic thing that happened, but when I heard about this subway, so for people, this is the week of April like 11th or something like that, and um, there was a a really awful thing that happened on a New York subway where a guy threw a smoke bomb and started shooting at people. Yeah. And he, he was arrested yesterday. He was arrested yesterday. The 13th. And I remember the first thing I thought of when I got the notification from the New York times was like the Joker. Like I was like, <laughs> has someone thrown up the bat signal? This is the case for the, for the Batman, you know, it kind of felt like a Batman crime. Did you, did you agree with it? Did you and all your crime friends agree with that? No, I thought it was a terrible, horrible thing that happened. Oh, really? Because yeah. I went... I, I Maybe this is the way I think. I was like, I think what the world needs now is for me to go and craft some fantastic jokes about this. See, that's so funny you say that because we got in an argument... Who's we? You and I. Oh, okay. Uh, not an argument, but more of a you said I was absurd thing where when, when the Will Smith slap... Uh, gate happened mm-hmm. and you were like i was horrified i was horrified and i just it. thought i thought it was nonsense i mm-hmm. thought it was I, I was just like immediately wanted to make fun of it and i thought it was nonsense yeah. so <clears throat> apparently now we know where the line is for well you. no 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 i'll tell you what it is i'll i'll get into it is it was an act of violence that i witnessed on camera I didn't see this happen, so it's, I'm I'm once removed. Like for for instance, I just saw this article. It's horrifying. I would never watch this video about a cop who pulled over a black man for a traffic stop. The guy resisted, and he turned off the cop turned off his body cam, and then 
shot the guy in the head execution style and killed him. And they're like, watch the video of this. And I'm like, no, I would never watch that video. It's yeah. one thing to hear about That's it. It's horrible. Another, it's another thing to watch it, you know? And Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, horrible. So I think with the Will Smith thing, I saw it happen, and, and it was just very awful. But, to, but like, the man throwing the smoke bomb and shooting people, did anybody die from that, by the way? Uh, you know what? I am not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people were injured. Yeah, I know people but, were injured. But yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, so Lauren, but today we are wrapping up the case of Stephen Port, the grinder killer, over there in the good old UK. He lived in East London, in a city. It's it's weird, you know. In England, they have all sorts of crazy things. And uh, and I know this bit that I'm going to do right now is borrowing very heavily <clears throat> from a bit by legendary comedian Bill Hicks, you know. But it is funny how the British name things, you know. And so um, they have a weird, quirky way of naming things. I don't understand why it is. It is their names all sound cute and funny. So yeah. we're going to hear right now, I'll stop when it happens, where like they have like a, a thing there. Like, what was the name of Sleepy Boys? Wasn't that the, the escort site? Like Sleepy Boys? Yeah. Yeah, and, wasn't it? Yeah. And they have another dating app on there called Fit Lads. They all have like, these funny names, you know? Oh, that's quaint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and it, so Stephen Port lives in a town, in a, in a cent- in a part of London called Barking, like a dog. You know, I'm like, oh, that's so, so so cute, so funny. The British are so so cute. Um, I wonder if that's why maybe their crime rate isn't so high as uh, compared to America's because they're like, I can't commit crimes in barking. It's just too adorable. Yeah, it's too cute. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that, but that's also another Bill Hicks bit. Really? We're doing we're doing a bunch of Bill Hicks bits. Yeah, he was talking about how it's uh, it was during the L.A. riots, and he goes. Uh, Bill Hicks was a major comedy influence of me when I was a uh, adolescent, and he's talking about how he he he's talking about how he took off the night of the riots. He got an airplane to fly to England, and when he landed, there were all these headlines that were like "L.A. burns down," and he's and he jokes about that, right? And he they he and he talks about how he's like, "Oh, Bill, crime is horrible. You know, if it, you know, it makes you feel bad if we have crime here in uh, England too." I almost I want to find the bit. And I'm over there in England, you know, trying to get news of the riots, you know, and all these Brit people are trying to sympathize with me. Oh, Bill, crime is horrible. <laughs> Bill, if it's any consolation, crime is horrible here, too. Shut up. <laughs> this is Hobbiton, and I'm Bilbo Hicks, okay? <laughs> this is a land of fairies and elves. You do not have crime like we have crime. I appreciate you trying to be, you know, diplomatic, but you had to see English crime. If only we had crime like this, you know. It's hilarious. You don't know if you're reading the front page or the comic section over there. I swear to God. I read an article front page of the paper one day in, in England. Yesterday, some hooligans knocked over a dustbin in Shaftesbury. <laughs> Hooligans are loose. The hooligans are loose. <laughs> I was going to stop it there, but that, that you, what you just said reminds me of that. 
Uh, anyway, so, so when we last left Stephen Port, he uh, was arrested for what they call, what we would call here obstruction of justice. They call over there perversion of justice. Because now the, the way the police believe, the police believe Port's story, that he picked up uh, Anthony Westgate, they went home and had sex. Anthony Westgate took GHB, took too much, died while they were having, or no, no, died when Port was at work. Port did not know, know what to do, so he put the body outside and lied, and he was scared, and they believe that story. So he's charged with an, which, what we would call here in the States obstruction of justice. They call it perversion of justice. Oh, okay. And, that's, and then I, yeah. I think it also you could have like mishandling of a corpse or something. Yes. Like that. We have yeah, I think, that as well. I, I think you're right. And so now he's wa- awaiting trial on it. That's where we are right now. He's been arrested, charged, out on bail. He's awaiting trial. This is where we're picking up the story. All right, let's take it right here. In 2014, Stephen Port was out on bail awaiting trial for his charge of perversion of justice in the death of Anthony Walgate. It wasn't long before he found his next victim. Gabriel Kavari was a 22-year-old Slovakian immigrant who moved to London looking for a better life. He originally moved in with an older man named John Pape in South London, whom Kavari had met online. But after only six weeks, Kavari was looking for somewhere else to live. He found that person quickly. Kavari told his lover-slash-landlord that he had found a new place to live. It was in East London, it was in Barking, and those were the only details he had given. That new landlord turned out to be Stephen Port. How shitty must that first guy be? (laughs) That he's like, uh, listen. uh, Yeah. He probably just like it was just like little things, you know. Yeah. Like he probably is like he doesn't cut his toenails. Yeah, 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 know? yeah. Or he like he makes a lot of weird sounds or something like that. Yeah. Because He's we're gonna like, hear. More, I, I should have saved that joke that I just did right now for later because you're gonna hear even more. Like there are so many. Like you're like, wow, that other place must have been really shitty. You know? Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that's funny. Here you go. I love how he's like. I wonder. I mean, I. I mean, it's sad, but I wonder if there's a moment where he, when he's inevitably like, "Well, I'm about to die." <laughs> Thank God I'm not at that other place. That yeah. was a real shithole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh. Kavari told friends early on that he wasn't attracted to Port, and that Port seemed strange. But since Port wasn't charging Kavari rent to sleep on the couch, Port was happy to live there. That is a funny thing. Like, he's super creepy and weird. I don't like him. But there is no rent. I gotta be honest with you. I, I Don't get me wrong. That happens with women, mm-hmm. right? It does yeah. happen with some women. Mm-hmm. But I think inherently in women, there's sort of a men are creepy, like, radar a little mm-hmm. bit that just doesn't happen with men, other mm-hmm. men. Like, men with other men, I for some reason, there's always this mentality of, like, yeah, he's weird and he keeps measuring me and when I'm asleep and you know, he's like he light will take a fingertip and like yeah. trace the outside of my body. Yeah. And, um one time when I was in the shower he came in and he put his finger over my dick hole. But I mean, you know, it's fine. He doesn't make me pay rent, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just like I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Kavari also got to know the neighbors and soon after moving in one of the neighbors received a text message from Kavari that read, Stephen is not a nice person. 
But there's no rent. But there's no rent. When the yeah, neighbor I mean, responds, sorry, that's right. I go. I think I've I've texted that about my aunt, and I when I'm pissed, I call her Stephen. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so it says. So what, what you misread there is when the na- I wish they let me jump back a little bit. When the neighbor texted back is what you're going to hear. On oh, it, asking sorry. about port, the neighbor received a mysterious text message that informed the neighbor that Kavari had left to stay with some soldier guy that he had been chatting to online on August 27th. Stephen Port called. By the way, I don't know if it's clear there. Port was pretending to be Kavari. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Called his sister to report that he had found a dead body in his bedroom. And he didn't know what to do. She told him to call the police. I think she doesn't call the police. I also love how, like, why are you bringing your sister into this? Yeah. You know? And like, the sister's not asking other questions. He's just like, uh, uh, like, Sheila. I've got a question here. I I came home and there's a dead body in my bed. I don't no, know why she's got, like she's probably got kids and a husband and a wife, and her kids are probably bothering her. And she gets a call at like eight o'clock in the morning when she's trying to get her kids ready for school, and she's like, "Hello," and it's, it's Stephen going like, "Hello, sis. Hello, love. Sorry to bother you. Uh-huh. I just uh, thought I'd pop in and just a uh, quick phone call, quick uh, query. Steve. Yeah. Yes, Stephen, I'm very busy. Okay, I got a lot of things going on. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Okay, kids. All right, you got to get your shoes on. You got to get your shoes on. Stop playing hanky panky. I told you for the thirtieth time to stop playing hanky panky. You get your bloody shoes on. Yes, Stephen. <laughs> what are you? Okay, sorry, sorry, sis, sorry. Uh, I found a dead body, and I was just wondering, uh, what do you think I should do about this? Call the police, you moron! Oh, okay, they've let other children into the living room. All right, I gotta go. I run an orphanage. I run. A, I, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> The next day, a dog walker named Barbara Denham stumbled upon the corpse of Gabriel Cavari. His body had been propped up against a wall in a graveyard and a stone's throw from Port's apartment building. His midriff was exposed, just like Walgate's. Hot. His cell right. phone was missing. What? <laughs> so, how long do you think that that dead body... How long do you think that woman thought that dead body was flirting with her before she realized <laughs> it was a dead body? <laughs> I don't know if she knows knows this day. You know what? Yeah, she said she stumbled across it. Yeah, I legit think she thought, "Well, look at you here. What are you doing?" Well, that's the funny thing is he put the body in a graveyard. Who's like a dog walker going like, "Well, where am I going to walk by today?" Well, you know what? Let's walk through that graveyard over there. That seems like a good idea. (laughs) I could see, I could see British people being like, "I just took the loveliest stroll through a graveyard." (laughs) Yeah. Just like Walgate's, he had died from a lethal dose of GHB, just like Walgate. Had they questioned Kavari's friends, they would have spoken to one who had helped Kavari move into Port's apartment. Also, Kavari had sent several photos and a map of the apartment to some friends via his cell phone. By the way, who's doing that? I know. <laughs> that's the thing that I love the most about, not love, but just like, that's the thing that makes me laugh a little mm-hmm. bit. 
is these people who are like, hey, just to be, I don't know, I'm going to go live with this guy, but just in case he kills me, yeah. here are several maps uh, about around his apartment <laughs> and also also his schedule. And, um, you know, here's some articles I found about him murdering other people. Yeah. Um, but just to be safe, I'm still going to go. You know, yeah. I mean, in this economy, you, you can't fight the rent, the yeah. rent issue. Yeah. He's giving me zero rent. Yeah. You know, he's making me pay zero dollars. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a slight chance he might try and kill me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, don't go. Don't yeah. go. Guys, I'm letting you know right now. If at any point yeah. you think I might die, mm-hmm. don't do it. All right. The police never questioned Stephen Port about the body. That's why I think it's so funny. They're like, oh, look at this body, a stone's throw from where we just found this other body that was dead the same way and the guy had had sex with them. We're not going to do anything about it. So here's something you need to know about police in general. And I think, I think this works for both internationally and domestically. Sure. Linking crimes or Mm -hmm. having crimes linked causes such a fucking headache. Oh, really? That police will do everything in their power Mm -hmm. to make that not true. In fact, Mm -hmm. for the most part, we still probably, and I think there was like a study that was done a couple years ago. We still probably have way more serial killers out there than we know about mm-hmm. because police refuse, a lot of police will refuse to admit that there's a serial killer, that there's a connection. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm just telling you right now that the fact that they didn't link them together to me, they're probably just like, it's a coincidence, yeah. you know? It's a mm-hmm. coinky dinky that they, you know, they don't want to link it because then that becomes like a whole. Oh, so much paperwork. <laughs> paperwork. And then they got to get specialists in. And then there's like a whole other side of it. And so, which I'm not saying like they shouldn't do that. They should mm-hmm. definitely do their job. But yeah. I'm just saying that that they will do everything in their power to make that not happen. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's move on. Let's go to act two. 21-year-old Daniel Whitworth had been living with his long-term boyfriend when he met Stephen Port on an online dating site called Fit Lads. Like Port- like Fit Lads, that's what they called it. <laughs> well, we need to have a name for it. What do we call it? How about Fit Lads? <laughs> Port Whitworth was a chef who worked in the area. They had been talking on Fit Lads for a month before they finally met up. On September 19th, Whitworth's parents reported him missing after he didn't show up for work. Whitworth's body was eventually discovered by dog walker Barbara Denham, who stumbled upon the body of Daniel Whitworth. Just three weeks earlier, she had been the one to find Kavari's body in the same position, in the same spot, in the same graveyard as Kavari. <laughs> she was probably like, now someone's pranking me. All right. I'm done. I've had it. All right. I don't want no more dead bodies. Yeah. What's this shite again? Oh, no, not a fucking another dead faggot, is it? <laughs> right? You know what it reminds me of? Remember in Fish Called Wanda, there's that running bit where there's the woman and he, like, the guy loves do- animals. And he's trying to kill the woman because she had witnessed the crime, but he keeps killing her animals. Like, he oh, has like five dogs and he keeps killing them one by one and, not, and missing her. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah. That- I just remember uh, Kevin Klein ate a fish. That's oh, all I remember. From oh, that movie. We, I, it's been years since I seen that movie. I don't remember that part. Yeah, that like scarred me forever. I wonder I if that like, movie oh. 
holds up? Do you think it's still good? Do you think it's still funny? I would have to. I mean, to be honest with you, I thought, um, what's her face? God, I can't think of her Jamie name Lee now. Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was freaking hot in that movie. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then much later, I watched True Lies, and mm-hmm. that's when I had started having my sexual awakening in True Lies. So Jamie Lee Curtis does it for you? Oh my god, she is gorgeous. Oh, I never, I never would have thought that. I thought she would have been in the too small category. Uh, she okay. She's not too small. I think I want to say she's pretty tall, isn't she? She's like five nine. I don't know anything about her. Who am I, Joe Curtis? Um, or she might even be six, but she's pretty tall. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, she's great. All right, here we go. There was one aspect that was different. This time, there was a fake suicide note attached to the body. In the note, Port, posing as Whitworth, claimed that he took his own life out of guilt for taking GHB with Gabriel Kavari and failing to notice during sex that Kavari had stopped breathing. The note also added, and I quote, By the way, please do not blame the other guy I was with last night. We only had sex, and then I left. He knows nothing of what I have done. What the fuck? <laughs> that is one of my favorite things that I've ever heard in a crime. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Star just walked walked in. Hi, Star. Uh, that'd be like if I if I left if you left a suicide note for me. Yeah. That was like, um, Lori, uh, Lori, uh, I, Lori, am killing myself because. Um, you know, I just, I feel like I'm done, uh, everything I can do, and uh, there's nothing nothing else for me to do in life. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, check out Afterthought Media. It's a great, <laughs> great podcast. Or it would be if, like, Jordan Darling uh, committed suicide. He co with me on this, right? And there was a suicide note, and it said, hi, this is Jordan. I'm killing myself because I'm the mole. That everyone's been talking about, and I feel so guilty. <laughs> there's no mole. Yeah, well, no. There's, I feel so guilty that um, that 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 you know I was the mole that I'm killing myself. By the way, uh, Luke statement had nothing to do with being the mole. Uh, he is not the mole. It was totally me, Jordan Darling. Thank you. Good. Uh, R.I.P. Me. P.P.S. Check out Bloody Podcast. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> the note also claims. Yeah. Sorry. Never oh. mind. No. Okay. The note also claimed that Whitworth had killed himself using a combination of sleeping pills and GHB, which were found in his system. The police took the suicide note as genuine and considered the case closed. They did not have the suicide note checked by a handwriting analyst. Whitworth's body was wrapped in a bed sheet. The police failed to check the sheet for DNA. Empty drug bottles were strewn around Whitworth's body. The police did not check them for fingerprints. This is a pretty normal thing not to do. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm listening to this podcast right now uh, <clears throat> where they are like basically blatantly lying about evidence that they found. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how inept the police are in investigations. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we have crime solved should be should be more on the shocking side. <laughs> than the fact that we have not crime solved. Yeah, I agree. Neither Kavari nor Whitworth's DNA samples were taken. Had they been, 
they would have proven that Whitworth never had sex with Kavari, and Port's DNA would have been discovered. Because of his upcoming trial, Port's DNA was on record. The police simply considered the case closed. But I will say what you're saying. This, I mean, this is a level of incompetence that is mind-boggling. Like, I'm not a cop, and yes. I would know to do this stuff. Yeah, the... Um... So I I like to watch a lot of like uh uh crime shows where like Monk yeah or um Psych mm-hmm. or crime shows where there's like a consultant you yeah. know mm-hmm. especially Monk I feel like mm-hmm. and when I first started watching I remember being like you know Monk would come in and be like what about the blood on the table and they'd be like oh, we told you we already got the cr- the criminal why do you keep wanting us to retest stuff yeah i mean like people can't be that lazy <laughs> and dumb at their jobs you know like this is ridiculous uh-huh. and then you start looking into actual crimes and you're like oh my god it's much worse yeah <laughs> it's like these people are just like yeah they're fighting tooth and nail yeah no he said he said it wasn't him so of course it's not him yeah that's my <laughs> well i just like like there was a guy who propped up against the building, another guy propped up in a graveyard across the street, another guy in the same graveyard. Yeah. On the same grave with it I'm still like you remember Pete it sounds insane. All right. What here. I love is that you know that that old lady was putting it together more than the police were. Oh yeah. She probably was like this is the same bo- time place I found the other dead body, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's just a, a coincidence. Don't worry about that." No, but I also read that there was another dead. Don't you think those are linked, ma'am? You're old. You don't know what you're talking about. Y'all are home and you be- we are the police. All right, leave it to us. All right, here we go. Weeks after Port murdered Whitworth, a Spanish man by the name of Thidia Morio received a Facebook message from a man who purported to be a U.S. gay porn star named John Luck. Thidia Morio was the ex-boyfriend of Port's victim, Gabriel Cavari. Port, posing as John Luck, was asking questions about what Amodio knew about the case. Luck claimed to have known both men and discussed going to parties with them where young men were drugged and exploited. Amodio contacted the police in charge of Kavari's case. How do you, by the way, how do you bring that up in a Facebook conversation? Like, hey, it's me, uh, not a British guy. I'm John Luck, a, a U.S. gay porn star. I knew the guy, your ex-boyfriend who died. And uh, yeah, we did drugs together and stuff. I think it's it's actually really simple. What you do is you go, hey, um, so I'll be the person. I'll be John and you be you be the other person. I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Uh, I didn't do this. Hold on. Okay. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. This is, uh, I'm from Spain, even though I'm not listening to, um, Spanish music. Well, Spanish music, but you know what I mean. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Who this? <laughs> That's funny. Hi, I'm a gay porn star, and I knew your ex before he died. Oh, muy. That's so sad, right? About what happened to him? Oh, so, so awful. So awful. Yeah. Uh, Hold on, yeah, dance so- break! Oh, wait, sorry, no. Sorry, for Dance break! Okay, what were you saying? 
Oh, that was just, uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, yeah. All right. Very sad. Oh, okay. Um, you don't have any, okay, that's all you have to say. All right, goodbye. Bye. I think you're honest, and I think you're right. I think that's exactly how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Very smooth. Ring. Ring. Hello? Hi, this is Didi Amodio. You just called here about uh, my boyfriend who died? Yes. Yeah, and you had a dance break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dance break! Anyway, I called you back. Um, I was going to ask you how you got your number. I want to know, are you watching Drag Race España? No, I'm not. Oh. No. You know yeah. what? I'm sending this phone call to the police. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, exactly uh, how it went. Yeah. Well, we, that was a recording, actually. Here we go. The police did nothing with the information. They also didn't bother taking a statement from Amodio and refused to give him updates because he was not considered next of kin. In March 2015, Stephen Port was put... I don't get that. Well, in a weird kind of way, like, okay. I Because, you know, I didn't put this in the story, but Daniel Whitworth was in a long-term relationship. The one, the set, the one that wrote the suicide note was in a long-term relationship with a guy in England. They've been together for years. They lived together. They were literally domestic partners, right? And the cops wouldn't give him any information. They said, you're not next to Ken. That's horrifying, right? That's awful. But this is literally his Spanish ex-boyfriend from another country. They weren't even together. Why would they give him information? <laughs> well, probably because he was like... he. They <laughs> okay. Hold All on. Right. We, gotta, Hold we gotta do it again. Okay. <laughs> we gotta do it again. <laughs> All right, so in this, Joe, you just don't... Every single thing I say, you just say you don't understand. Okay. So, we can't give you the information. You know, next akin. Next akin, I no no entiendo. What does that mean? I don't understand. No, so, you can't... We can't give you... You know, next akin. We can't tell you... I'm not Mexican. I'm Spanish. No. Okay, you know what's fine. I'm going to give you the information. It's fine. It's whatever. All okay. Right. I don't say anything. Oh, give me the information then. All right. Oh, now you speak perfect English. Not dancing. I can't. I can't hear the information. I'm doing a dance break. I know. I know. You know, he's the only person who calls me. Why am I talking like him? You know, he's. <laughs> You know, he's the only person who calls me and has a dance break. It's it's almost like he's doing a caricature. caricature. But nobody else calls me like that. I'm not even going to do an accent anymore. Because I can't not do a Hispanic accent. Do it, Lori. You've done it in, in 2006. You were doing it all over the place. I was not and never. <laughs> Remember when you were like, uh, Lori Roggenkampo? No, that's just me in the bedroom. Put on trial for perversion of justice in the death of Anthony Walgate. He was found guilty and was sentenced to eight months in prison. He was released early in June, and an electronic monitor was placed around his ankle. Oddly, no bodies were found in Barking while Port was in prison. Hmm. Interesting. That dog walker must have had a great couple of walks. Oh, you could, could you, I mean, honestly, she must have just been like, we're rounding the corner. 
Okay. Well, well, no, but you know what, Laura? You just hit, you just hit on something. So we did a bit earlier where we were like, "What kind of person goes? I'm going to walk through a graveyard on my dog walk, right?" But okay, I'll yeah. buy into it, right? And she finds a dead body, and that must freak you out, right? Yeah. So she decides, okay, we're going to walk her dog again. Let's walk through the graveyard again. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, old people. I mean, it's like there could be like a there could be napalm. Yeah. There could be like hidden bombs, and they're like, "This is the shortest way to get to my house." Yeah. I have to go this. This way. is the way that I go. Yeah. Wait, hold on for a second. I go here, and then I get a I get a pop from the the ca- corner store, and then I. And then I go and I talk to my friend Shirley, who's always says, hey, no, what's the matter you? Nothing's the matter with me. And then I go home and I have, I watch Jesse Raphael and then I watch my stories. And it's not an impression of anybody. I have an impression of her. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, little Chihuahua, do you want to go on a dog walk? We'll go to the graveyard. Okay, sir. You sound like you're a fun time. I'm not a sir. I'm an old lady. Oh, that's it. And I'm gonna dance right here. I'm gonna dance right here. The mariachi thing in the graveyard. Hey, isn't that my ex-boyfriend's propped up against the wall? (laughs) Dark. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. Next, Next, the final act. Actually, believe it or not. Here we go. 25-year-old Jack Taylor was a forklift operator from East London who... Li- I know a lot of people have this question, but of all the twinks that uh, Port killed, this is he. This one was the hottest. I've got to tell you, Jack Taylor. Lived at home with his parents and his two sisters. Was that really what people were wanting to know? Yeah, I get a lot of letters about it. Mm-hmm. You get, you yeah. get letters? Yeah, I get, oh, I get letters. A lot of people at speakpipe.com... Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like... like yeah. Please tell me who was the hottest twink yeah. that he murdered. Yeah, right. I think should we send a letter to the family? I think they would really. Yeah, like I just don't, hey guys, we were doing a podcast about the murder, uh, but I just want you to know your your son he won the hottest of the murder twink awards. <laughs> he won the hottest. He won yeah. the mm-hmm. the Twiller, which is the hottest <laughs> one that was killed. Yeah, because Taylor had dated several girls in the past, his family never suspected that he was gay. One night, Taylor got home late after drinking with some friends. He said goodnight to his father, who was still awake, before retiring to his bedroom. Taylor then snuck out of the house, caught a taxi, and met up with Stephen Port. By the way, have you seen the Stephen Port? No. He's not an attractive man. No, not at all. And he wore this really shitty toupee. Really bad. Like, really, really bad. I think he was... I don't know. There must be a name for it where he wasn't catfishing them. Like, he wasn't pretending to be someone else. But I'll bet he was putting much younger pictures of himself on Grinder or something. Oh, he's not too bad. Did you see him? I don't know. Yeah. He has a really shitty... Too t- but then they meet up with him. Like, oh, they, they're, But they're like, oh, I guess we'll just, we'll just do it. All right. Three days later, Jack Taylor's body was found in the same graveyard as the bodies of Gabriel Cavari and Daniel Whitworth. He didn't have a cell phone on him, and he had overdosed on GHB. Taylor had never been known to take drugs, and the injection marks were on his right hand. This was important because Taylor was right-handed. This meant had he administered the drugs himself, he would have used his right hand. Now, Laura, I told you, this is the final chapter, so obviously Stephen Port's going to be caught here. 
it, are, do you okay. think do you think this is the tipping point where the cops are like, okay, well now we have to investigate this? No, I legit think that something's going to happen. And he's just going to be like, I did all the murders. Yeah. All right, here we go. Despite all of the evidence, the police brushed the death off as a simple overdose and investigated no further. Especially like, oh, how weird. The guy who just <laughs> got out of jail. Yeah. Across the street. Exactly. Yeah. Weeks after hearing nothing from the police, Taylor's sisters became angry at the lack of concern on the part of the police and decided to launch their own investigation. Taylor's family was able to identify the common thread among the four victims, though they didn't have an identity on Stephen Port. The family managed to get a hold of the CCTV footage from the night Taylor disappeared. They found several videos of Jack Taylor with a tall man. The video was broadcast on television despite the objection of the local police department. I like that the police were like, no, 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 don't, you don't have to do that there. We don't, don't, don't look into it. Yeah, don't you be all medley there. You don't want you to be a busybodies. Ironically, it was one of the policemen from the Walgate case that recognized Stephen Port from the videos. Stephen Port was arrested and charged with the murder of the four victims. He was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, I want to jump in here and say this is actually very something very unusual in the UK. There are only at the uh, as of when they, I read the article, there were only like sixty people in the entire country who who have that harsh of a sentence. They don't usually give that out. It's not a common sentence. Yeah, well, because their their whole thing, I think, is they believe in in rehabilitation more. Yeah, where we are just really just like lock them up, even yeah. though we claim rehabilitation. But, yeah. Um. That's funny. I wonder if, like, the prosecution was like, we we investigated this to the thirty the the thoroughest extent of the law, <laughs> and I would just like to thank all the police yeah. for the hard work, and I'd like to thank the two sisters of the dead guy who did all the work <laughs> and the police took the credit. <laughs> well, you know that uh, just recently they completed an inquest. Uh, in the police, you know, investigated themselves, and I think what they determined. Let me see if I can find the original. Uh, I have to go to my, I don't have my phone on me because I think, I think, um, Deckhead sent it to me, uh, privately. But in the past six months or so, they actually completed it. And it was about whether they were, um, homophobic. I think they decided they weren't. That they themselves oh, decided God, they weren't. Because that's clearly what it is, right? It's a bunch of, who cares about a bunch of dead faggots? Yeah. The, well, they're probably just like, that's what they do. They get drunk, they get high. Cause no man should have sex with another man. Yeah. So they clearly need to get high in order to do it. So there we go. Uh, let me see here. Deckhead. Let me go back on his. That's okay. awful. Yeah, it really is. But, uh, I mean, I mean, kudos to the people for sticking mm-hmm. with it, you know? Oh, wait. No, here we go. This is, now, this is from March 21st, 2022, so not that long ago, about a month ago. Exclusive Metropolitan Police Officers Investigating Serial Killer Stephen Port made assumptions about gay men which cannot be ignored. A leaked police watchdog report has found. Um, Daniel Whitworth Partner, the one I was telling you about, he says the officers were homophobic. Um, they have denied that, by the way. Um, I don't. I think it's because they just—it's such a big word. They don't know what that means. We're not homophobic. We just don't like figs. Yeah, we just yeah, we just don't like faggots. You don't like a, you don't like a bunch of cigarettes. Yeah, 
Anyway. Well, quick fix a long time ago. So, Lori, that's the end of the Stephen Port case. Any final thoughts? Any final words here on uh, the, the, the curious case of Stephen Port, the grinder killer? What are your big final thoughts here? I mean, you know, this was just a guy who I just feel like he was just not very good at his crimes. It's just that he just uh, got away with it because the police were so inept and just refused to do any, any investigation, any mm-hmm. investigation, mm-hmm. any investigations. Um, yeah. I just, I feel so bad for, I mean, as my dad would say, after the first murder, everybody else should be put in jail for life because yeah. of that <clears throat> second murder. You know, mm-hmm. like the fact that they didn't get him sooner to me, that Zach guy, the he shouldn't he should not have had to die. You know, none of them should have had to die, but they yeah. had such a clear line. I and, do oh. think that he didn't. I I don't think he tried to kill any of them. You know, I think you he don't was think give, so? no no no. I think he was super into having sex with. Like I bet, well, we do know this. At, at the trial, there were actually a total of eleven victims, but they weren't dead. But they had their oh, own really? stories. Yeah, they had their own story. I think we talked about it in the first episode. <laughs> they had their own stories of Port drugging them and raping them. But it seemed like he was ramping up to that, wasn't he? It seemed like after the after the death, it seemed like that was sort of he realized that was his thing. You know like, what? I think you're right. Die. I think you're right because he pro- he had promised. Um, I think Wallgate a ton of money to come over that he didn't pay him obviously, and then with um, K- Kavari he was giving him free rent, which you know that was just like I guess for now until I kill you. I guess you're right. Yeah. So, all right, Lori. Well, next time we're gonna go into a new case. But what are your final words for tonight? Oh, uh, is it a, is it a dead boy? Is that a dead? I swear to God, I I picked this. I picked a cemetery specifically because I knew that it was a safe cemetery where there would be no... God damn it! There's a murder tonight! <laughs> <laughs>